Hello, thank you for joining us for what should be a great game. couldn't allow him on because the fourth of you never had the cheap oh, you have a heat enough the baby didn't you <laughs> <laughs> unless he's breastfeeding he should be alright no long intro required after that Argentina are world champions and so is Messi Gavin Cooney I can see behind you there's a few fans knocking about just describe that please describe that yeah this is meant to be the press box uh, there's a, a, quite a few fans around Um what, what what was that about? Um, that is just honestly, like I have no kind of coherent thoughts. They're all kind of scattered all in front of me here on the table. But I'll, I'll try and pick a couple and put them together. There's just the most. That was the most mental thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, France were so bad for for 70. What just before they had their first shot of any kind of after 70 minutes, and then all of a sudden it, it's 2-2. I mean, you thought maybe Argentina might struggle when they conceded a goal. You thought, how would they react? Would they worry too much about conceding a second? They got that worry out of the way by just doing it straight away. Then, uh, you know, there was no kind of there was no kind of thoughts of kind of setting up shop and kind of holding on. It was absolute bedlam. Like it could have been three three going into extra time. Extra time then was madness. The Messi scored his goal. I wasn't initially sure whether it was a goal. I thought first I thought Lautaro might have been offside twice. Then I wasn't sure where the ball crossed the line. But then the, all the Argentinian bench just emptied and s- sprinted across the pitch. So at that point I'm thinking, okay, that's probably a goal. And then there's just this weird stilted air when Mbappe gets another penalty. He scores it. A, a World Cup hat trick. Absolutely ridiculous. He then scores a fourth goal and a third penalty in the shootout. But Argentina hold their nerve. Um, just about the only Argentinian person that wasn't in tears at the end was Messi, actually. And then I've just seen him, I've just seen Gini Infantino and Qatar manage to forever stay in the image that we're all waiting for. Infantino man-marking him on the way to a podium. And the Qatari Amir putting it on some weird diaphanous robe uh, on him with which he had to lift the trophy. So that was a bit of a disappointment. But, uh, oh my God. I, th- I think we've just seen the best World Cup final of modern times and maybe the best World Cup ever. Whereas World Cup final ever. Listen, he, he was basically draped in an Ann Summers knockoff, but there is absolutely no doubt that he left every single person aroused after his World Cup performance. But no, seriously, Gav, like in terms of the fans, like you've been out many games, like you're basically being the Argentinian correspondent in terms of the games you've covered, but the fans in the stadium around, just paint the picture of what it's been like for the last, what, three, four hours. I- yeah, it's been amazing. Like the Argentinian fans were in early. Uh, they got us all into our seats earlier, as early as they could for some god awful, uh, god awful opening ceremony thing. They, are, uh, they actually kept the PA system down lower than usual uh, for the uh, for the maybe the first hour before the uh, opening ceremony kicked off. The Argentinian fans were so loud. They're so atmospheric, but there's such a class kind of sonorous rhythm to them all. If they don't do these chants, it's almost like these epic poems talking about uh, Maradona in 86 and, and overcoming the, the heartbreak in the Maracanã in 2014. And it's just this endless beat and rhythm, and it's so loud and it's so rhythmic, and it's just pure atmosphere. And then, you know, they've been loud throughout the tournament, but like 2-2 struck them dumb. They, they were totally silent. And like, how could they not be? Like, I mean, they've just been confronted by the most awful reality. Like, there was no fortifying them against that. But then again, they picked up their voice in extra time. And again, Argentina steadied themselves pretty well in extra time. Argentina were the better side for about 97% of this final. It's 3-3, it's been won on penalties, but it's a, re- it's a reverse Istanbul. 
in the sense that the team who dominated throughout, other than for about six minutes, actually have got on got on to win it. Well, it, it did look as if maybe one of the one of the, the final images of that final was actually going to be Messi getting bu- bundled off the ball by Kingsley Coleman in the build-up to Mbappe's equaliser because it's actually amazing. But literally, that, again, we've probably seen two of the great World Cup final goals and one of them, will, probably both of them will almost be forgotten just because of the nature of the absolute madness that happened afterwards. Oh, yeah. God, so much happened. Like that, that Argentini, Argentina's second goal feels like it happened about three days ago. Messi's little flick around the corner was genius. I, I know sometimes we overpraise things because Messi does it, but honestly, it was brilliant because he flicked the ball up, but then he didn't. He, he fooled the French defenders because he didn't allow it to drop as far as you would expect it and he just knifed it around the corner and Mbappe did the exact same thing for his goal he took the shot earlier on uh, as the ball was coming down from the sky uh, from that pass by Turam he takes the volley earlier than expected I think Martinez is still slightly worried about which way is he going to go here Martinez went the right way and got a glove to it but it was just just an outrageous finish like Mbappe you know I saw it was a great tweet by someone I'm sorry I can't remember who it's just like the perfect outcome a hat-trick enhances Mbappe's reputation uh, but the result uh, seals uh, Messi's legacy. Well, yeah, I think your your sum up in your match report was well. It was very apt and it was it was just it was perfect. Ultimately, it was he being Messi who took the trophy in his hands, the first Argentine to grab grasp it since Diego. No more itching palms. The story is told, and it was the perfect ending, really. Ah. Oh. Well, there was about three or four different endings. Like, I mean, God, if you saw, if you saw the match. No, report, sorry, I meant the, per- uh, I meant the perfect the ending here. for Messi. You're the perfect ending for your report. <laughs> uh, oh, amazing, isn't it? I mean, like you, you assume that it was. Oh, you assume that he'd missed the chance, you know. Not brought off the bench in 2006 under Jose Peckerman. Uh, part at his peak was part of the chaos around him under Maradona in 2010. Came so close in 2014, and then again was just unfortunately privy to a psychodrama and a mess in 2018 and he thought that was the chance missed but 2014 they came so close he was voted player of the tournament he had to go up on the he had to go up on the podium and walk by the World Cup trophy beaten as a loser today he's the tor- player of the tournament again this time he deserves it but this time he didn't have to walk by the trophy he went up and he sealed it with a kiss and Gav I wish I could sail it with a kiss myself with you right now to bid you farewell on what has been an amazing World Cup debut for yourself we will let you go into the night and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks a, thanks a million, guys. Take care. So, I, I watched that penalty shootout in my sitting room with a, a, chipper, a bag of chips and a battered sausage. Where were you? Sitting in my sister's house. I was up in Dublin earlier on and uh, I, I realised as I was driving down the motorway that I wouldn't make it all the way back as far as my own house before kick-off. So, uh Pulled up in my sister's house just outside Port Leash. My dad was, was a few over my sister's house for it anyway. And uh, yeah, my young lad was here as well. <coughs> my godson, it was quite the family affair. And uh, brilliant. By God, did it deliver. Oh my God, did it deliver. I was going to say, like, if, if, if those young lads aren't absolutely enthralled by football and what it can offer after that, your voice is as harsh as mine kind of sounds, I was, I'll be honest, I was roaring and screaming for both sides in that match, everything that was happening, it was just, I've never had an experience watching a football match like that, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I actually, I, was, I actually did, did, uh, did off the ball earlier today, and uh, we were talking about moments of the year, and I was saying that I was never, you know, in terms of moments of the year, um, the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano fight, 
Like I was, I, I sounded like this after that as well. And I was just flat. I was just flabbergasted at the end of it. I had no energy left. And it's the exact same feeling, <laughs> exact same feeling this evening. Exact same feeling. Like, oh, David, like I can't. <sighs> when he got bundled off the ball. Oh, no. Like, I just, like, I, I don't know. I, I could maybe just about handle him not winning the World Cup. But him not winning the World Cup and it potentially being somewhat his fault would have... Um, I just couldn't have took that. I just couldn't have took that. I know. Um, and then the same <laughs> when it went into the penalties. I was like... Oh, at, at least when he scored his, I was like... Okay, if they're going to lose it from here, uh, I think I might be just able to handle it. But as he stepped up to take his penalty in the penalty shootout, oh my good God, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. Yeah, yeah, well, your voice is not. Your voice is nearly gone. Mine, I, honest to God, my my throat is actually easy in bits. But like, when he, I know what you mean when he was standing up, and I, I kind of like didn't want anyone to miss. Like, I know obviously the says, but it was just I don't know. I got in a game and it was almost not not shaking, but it was just like, what is going on? You didn't want it to end. I wish it wasn't penalties. I wish it could have just been another another half of extra time or something because there could have been a winner. Like even <laughs> was it the last kick of extra time? When Mbappe, that little bit of skill down by the touchline to get, or the byline to kind of get in, he was about to shoot. And then I think it was, was it Martinez or Fernandez? One of them, I can't remember who it was, came over and just the nicked fourth, it away. The fourth player finally managed to stop him. Yeah, he'd gone yeah. by three at that stage, I think. Um, no, nah, look, and, and our, our David Kingsley Coleman running through. Like, yeah. oh, I, 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 I just, I was sure that was it. I was sure that was it. What a save. Like, what a save like it's one of them where like you're talking about moments moments of the year but even this game and like I know Gav's report is already up there'll be people listening to this later on tonight obviously it's only what been not even a half an hour since Messi's actually lifted the trophy even watching it it was one moment to the next it did look for 80 minutes as if it was going to actually be like the most routine final and then Messi and France and then obviously the penalty which was not no doubt about it it was definitely definitely a penalty and it looked as if Sometimes it was tears of joy for the Argentinians. Like Di Maria was crying after scoring his goal, and it looked as if you know what they could be balling their eyes out at the end of this because they've made a, a bit of a hames of it. But somehow they pulled it back in extra time as well. Yeah, I know. Look, I was sure. I was sure they were bet uh, when they went when they drew gave away the two goal lead. I said this is just not going to be their day. Then they give away the three two lead. Then Coleman runs through, and you know they more. You know you could say. Obviously, France had more a few lives today as well that they kept coming back. Mm. But like every time France came back, I kept thinking, "Well, that's it. That's that's Argentina's goose cooked." And I was sure they'd lose the penalties. Even the toss. As soon as the toss went, and you saw France were going first, and me being my numbers geek, you know, I'm well aware that sixty percent of the time the team oh, that goes yeah, first yeah. win. I, I was like, "There you are. Look, just another sign. They're going to beaten, be beaten. They're going to be beaten." Um, no, it it was remarkable. And and by the way, you've just kind of touched on it a small bit there. Like, the only person at this moment in time who I hold in as much admiration as Messi and Mbappe is Gavin Cooney. Like, how the hell he's managed to get that report out and do a podcast wow. with us all in the space of, of the first hour of the best, most dramatic game of football we've ever seen in our lives. Um, fair play to him. Fair play to him. No, fantastic. That's it. And even, like, obviously... It was kind of like the adrenaline. Can you imagine like the adrenaline be pumped when you're actually in the stadium? And even we're watching it, we're watching it at home. And you're, it's just, do you know what? There's so much hyperbole around football and everything, say, be Premier League, Champions League, and all the rest of it. 
But this was this was actually watching a bit of history. This is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for decades and decades. And like you mentioned there about say your godson and your your own son, the kids, like like it's it's just incredible. It's actually just incredible what we've just witnessed in terms of the different emotions, but just the skill and like like talking about like all this fucking nonsense, all the narrative and like fucking jeopardy. I never heard jeopardy. The word jeopardy you so much in football Mexican since the la- in the last little while. Fucking jeopardy. It's a fucking game show in America or whatever. <laughs> People talk about it, but like everything was on the line in this game, and those sets of players just threw up that and I felt bad for the France players having to almost pose with their losers medals near the end but I suppose the runners up they're not losers but I don't know how they're going to feel Jane like, that was just like literally in troll it was yeah. absolutely in troll ah look it was it was incredible and I know I know we're going to do another podcast wrap up podcast maybe in the next 48 hours or so where we maybe we all calm down a little bit and we actually you know really have a proper look at the tournament and our moments and maybe our players and stuff like that but like just in the immediate aftermath of it, it's just you're just mm. you genuinely are left speechless. Like there's, you could talk you could talk for the next hour about the game, and you still wouldn't have covered all the things that happened. And you could talk for three hours about Argentina's journey through this tournament because it's absolutely sensational. Like you know, for three hours about that much. Ah, uh, you could, you could, you could. Like uh, uh, again, there's so many moments, kind of as you say, that come become secondary in the overall narrative like do you remember Martinez Emilio Martinez's save in the 97th minute against Australia in the group stage like that was them out that was that he has made the two best saves in the tournament and the other bet the second bet the best was tonight the second best was the one he made against Australia when mm-hmm. if he hadn't saved that was over over for them at the group stages amazing well, it's mad, and maybe it is just, I thought my hyperbole either, this, this could be it in terms of that final. I almost feel as if that final was like that men in black thing that kind of wiped your memory. I've literally <laughs> forgotten everything that's happened to this point in terms of the final. This final was so good that it almost stands alone in terms of the tournament, in terms of what's actually gone before it. Because when have you ever seen a, such a thrilling climax? I don't know, you're, probably, you're right, we will like talk about some of the moments and, and how the game was won and... Like I, I, I was tweeting about it even with the goal when I was thinking, you know what, this is going to be the goal, the greatest goal, and this will be the thing that will be remembered um, for Di Maria's goal. And literally everything about that just summed up what Argentina are about, where Alvarez, because everything matters, well, everything that matters, like the little knock-on effects of what players do on a pitch matters. And Alvarez chasing down, I think it was Upamenko, to make him fucking just hoof a ball up and get rid of it rather than just take the ball down and, and re- recycle possession or whatever. That started that that great move, and then you had McAllister's little look on his pass to Messi. Messi's touch to just slow it down a slight bit to get Alvarez back in, and then the run from like everything about that goal I thought for a second just summed up what Argentina, what I thought was going to be Argentina, just dominant performance. And then Mbappe's brilliance and getting them like that. Sorry, it was just it was just phenomenal. Like I got back in circles, but it was just phenomenal. I'm already fact-checking myself. The Australia game was the last 16, not the last group game. See, <laughs> ah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I'm tripping over myself here already, so I am. Um, yeah, look, it was... I, I, I felt, to be honest with you, I felt it had been the best World Cup, best World Cup that I've lived through before tonight's final. Yeah. Uh, so that, oh, same. That, yeah, that same. That elevated another... <laughs> Way, way out of out of out of uh, any sort of level of of debate in my eyes now. After the final, we've got and yeah, look, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's any other words. I don't think there's any other words left. There's no point getting into shape or tactical analysis or any of that kind of stuff right now. It was just an incredible, incredible game of football where the team I wanted to win, the man I wanted to win, won. And that's all that matters to me right now. <laughs> no, well, this pod was just to get that kind of brief, bit of a chaotic reaction on this lovely Sunday night. The words at the start of this uh, pod were from the Argentinian-American um, commentator, Andreas Cantor. He said it far more eloquently, far more beautifully, almost rhythmically, and it is, Argentina are the world champions. From us, it's been an absolutely sensational Sunday, a sensational World Cup final. I hope you've enjoyed this brief podcast and we look forward to chatting to you later in the week with a bit more considered analysis when Shane's voice is back. Until then, take care. Montiel Goal! 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 Argentina campeón! Argentina campeón del mundo! Argentina campeón del mundo! Argentina campeón del mundo! Argentina campeón del mundo. Argentina es campeón del mundo. Desde el cielo lo hizo Diego, lo hizo Cuchufo, lo hizo el Tata, lo hizo Luque, lo hicieron ustedes jugadores que se ganaron el cielo. Argentina campeón del mundo. Messi es campeón del mundo. No podía ser de otra manera sino sin sufrir. Argentina. La selección argentina de Lionel Scaloni es campeón del mundo. Argentina. Argentina campeón del mundo, bicho. Manolo. 36 años. Esperando, querido compatriota, que le griten a usted también en casa.